Hello, and welcome to Reset and Rewind, the video game movie podcast, where we chronologically discuss every video game ever. I'm Doug. Like that chronologically. Yeah. <laughs> I am. My name is Doug, and I am here with Ugly and Homely. It's the Lee Brothers, Ugg and Home. <laughs> was that, oh was that their name? Homely? I heard oh Ugly. Oh, God. Yeah, ug- ugly and Homely. Uh, Yeah, that's the name of the 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 dude, the super ugly mf'er. Um, no, that's yeah. Boa Bobo. Oh, he he's Stanley. <laughs> that's what he says. He goes ugly, homely, and then according to the closed captions, he says Stanley. I always thought he said deadly. According to the closed captions, what it's is he talking about. Stan he, he, it says Stanley, like uh, like Marvel Stanley, maybe because he looks like the Hulk. Right. I don't know. He's Stanley. I thought he was a Boa Bobo. No, when he's like, so the nicknames for the uh, Lee brothers are ugly and homely, but he just points to himself and goes Stanley, because it also ends with oh. Lee. I don't know. I didn't write this shit. Very, very strange. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh man, all right. I, this this was one heck of a movie, Doug, and I think I think our I introduction really really highlights how what heck of a movie it is because any movie that has both George Hamilton, Vanna White, and Andy Dick in it um, <laughs> is Andy just Dick. like a real winner of a movie. Um, Andy, it's just, crazy. Just take and, Andy. Know, just take Andy out of his name, and you get my exact opinion. Andy Dick. Oh yeah, me too. No, I I, I fully agree. Um, so the oh movie we're talking about. So no one even is, knows what we're talking. about. <laughs> we're talking about the great nineteen ninety five film. Ninety four. Double Dragon. Nineteen ninety four film. Double Dragon. It was so good um, it spanned two years. <laughs> November of, November fourth of nineteen ninety four. And it's directed by James Yukich. And it stars Robert Patrick, Mark Dacascos, Scott Wolf, Alyssa Milano, and two actors as Boa Bobo. Oh, that I didn't know. Really? Yeah, his two that's, forms. That's, he's so cool that they had to have two actors playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was surprised. I didn't know who was in this movie. I just I always go into these movies blindly if I've never seen them. And uh, I was surprised Alyssa Milano was in it. Yeah. Um, the other two guys, I thought I recognized the one guy. I thought I, I thought the uh, I thought Billy was the guy in um, Battlestar Galactica. He kind of looks like uh, um, the commander's son. I can't I forget his name, um, but he kind of looks like oh, him. Adama? So I thought it was him, Ad- Adama's oh, son. Oh man, no. Yeah, I know <laughs> that guy from like. Um... The, his name is Lee Adama. Uh, I know that guy. Yeah, from Lee. Party Ugly. Five. Yeah. Ugly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was from Party of Five. He was also in Saved by the Bell. Um, really? I. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was in like. He was in what, Bojack Lee Adama Horseman or this two guy? at one point. No, um, Scott Wolf, who plays um, Billy Lee. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, this guy was yeah. in a lot of stuff. Scott Scott Wolf was in a lot of things, but I thought he was like a younger version of Lee Adama, but I guess he wasn't. No, I'm Double Dragon is such a interesting film to make. It's such a game, interesting game to make into a film because the plot of most of the Double Dragon games is pretty pretty simple. So, let's just Let's just talk about it real quick. There are Let's talk about the game, yeah. All the games that came before this movie real quick. There are a total of you could say six games, seven games that came before this. There's Double Dragon in 1987, Double Dragon 2 in 1988, Double Dragon 3: The Rosetta Stone in 1990, Double Dragon 3: The Sacred Stone, which is technically different but kind of the same. That came out in 1991. There's Super Double Dragon. There is the great crossover game Battle Toads and Double Dragon, oh, yeah. which came out in That's 1993. And then there's Double Dragon Five: The Shadow Falls, which came out in 1994, and that coincides with the movie that happens right now. Um, it come it came out right around a similar time. I think in North America it came out maybe in July. Um, but it came out very close. And all of these star Billy and Jimmy. Um, yep. no, except well, for the first one. Yeah. Go the, ahead, uh, Doug. I have to correct the you there. The first one doesn't? I have to correct you there. The third one has Bimmy and Jimmy. Oh, Bimmy, Bimmy and Jimmy. Yes. Yep. No. <laughs> it should have been Sorry, Bimmy which... and Jilly. <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing. The third one um, is broken up into two different games. There's... The th- rosetta stone and the sacred stone and so um even though they're kind of like the same game it is a it's basically the same game but with a different name and slightly different changes for the north american and the japanese version of the game but oh, in totality like the harry potter and the sorcerer's yeah, stone um <laughs> in totality there are one two three four five six seven games that came out before this and they all have a very similar storyline um billy and jimmy fight through you know a a mess of a world to try to either save somebody or defeat somebody that is the base plot of this of the series the first double dragon is they're trying to fight through the streets in order to save um oh i can't think of her name she's the uh, love interest of Jimmy in this. Oh, Marion. Um, played by Melissa. In Malata. the movie? Yep. Um, yeah, it's Marion. What's her name? Marion. Oh, it is Marion. Um, oh. In the second game, she dies. Um, and spoiler. So, in the first game, she gets a punched in the stomach. Spoiler alert, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Um, right from the opening credits, I think. Right, Doug? Yep. Um. And so, yeah, I, I mean, they're just very simple plots. Um, but the the real appeal of Double Dragon is it's, I think, it's pretty intuitive, hand-to-hand, beat-em-up, arcade-style combat. Um, Double Dragon was one of the very first um, side-scrolling games that was out there. Um, it spawned a bunch of different spinoffs, um, including... I think Streets of Rage, which is a, a lot better of a game. It's not a spinoff of this, but 
um, picked up on a lot of things. Um, Double Dragon also morphed over time throughout the 90s. Once Street Fighter got really, really big, Double Dragon also tried to do a Street Fighter-esque um, fighting game that didn't really go anywhere. Um, and throughout the 90s, the side-scrolling beat-em-up um, kind of became less fashionable and mm -hmm. the game just kind of disappeared into oblivion. Um, there has been talks recently about bringing it back um, and there was a Double Dragon 4 that released in 2017 um, but and I think that was on the Switch and that was pretty good um, but it didn't really sell too much um, and didn't really do anything. It had a cool anime style um, but yeah, okay. there really hasn't been yeah um it didn't sell at all, I don't think. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, Billy and Jimmy were both in there, but yeah, it really it really hasn't kept its appeal like Street Fighter or Streets of Rage, for example. Um, well, Streets of Rage, yeah, you're right. They, they did bring a new one out um, for Streets of Rage, and that was, I think that sold okay. But all in all, I just think, like you said, um, beat-em-ups just kind of went out of fashion you don't see very many yeah. beat-em-ups anymore um they're very few and far between um with double dragon for me the game um i remember it being very hard like at least the first one and the second one and battle toads and double dragon i remember sucking so I've n i never completed a double dragon and i don't think i ever beat uh battle toads in um uh double dragon either that and when i played battle toads and double dragon i didn't play as the double dragon people because they sucked hey, you want to play as the mutant toads yeah they, can, they do they create a giant boot and kick things off the screen <laughs> why would you want to play these guys who just like have little wussy punches yeah, they're, stu they're stupid vests <laughs> yeah it's stupid yeah and they even comment on the vests in the movie and i, I am glad that they commented poorly on those stupid vests He's like, oh, it's like, at least I can get I mean, the red one. Know. What's for, wrong with the red one? <laughs> for a game that is, you know, it was an arcade game with really kind of piss poor graphics that translated over to the NES and had not the best graphics um, <laughs> to kind of, uh, I don't know, try to, I, I give it credit, the movie, to try to adapt over the that style into um you know a live action role it I, it's it must not have been really easy to do but i give them credit for it mm -hmm. i i i give them a lot of credit for this movie and now we should probably start talking about the movie in general yeah. um but yeah i i just want to say like even though this was a terrible movie at the surface like you couldn't say this was like some masterpiece or anything mm -hmm. but it for what it was it, i actually enjoyed it yeah, me too so i can uh so this movie came out in 1994 but in 1991 the imperial entertainment group which i don't even think exists i've searched them i've tried to find out more information there's like nothing about this company but uh this production company struck a deal to make the movie and it took three years Three years to make this movie. Really? And I mean... 
Boa Bobo. He was <laughs> must have been that that suit must have taken like, like three years to put that thing three on. Three years <laughs> to make. <laughs> oh yeah, to put it on. So Don Murphy, he's a producer most famous for Natural Born Killers, and he did a film recently, uh, Gemini Man, which is not the Mega Man character. Yeah. It's a Will Smith movie. Yep. Um, so he had the idea when he was at an arcade. He saw Double Dragon. He's like, oh, this would make a good movie. And he, uh, he wanted to make it similar to <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Star Wars, and Indiana Jones, like a combination of those three movies. Ninja Turtles had just come out like a year earlier. So he wants to make this action-adventure comedy. And he got the rights from Technos and uh, the company that makes Double Dragon. And that's pretty much all Technos did. They were not on the set at all, which is why we have the movie that we have with really not a lot to do with the game. No. Which is it, okay. Which is, I mean, what? Could, it didn't have much of a story anyways. Yeah. The game. It really didn't. It's a... There is a style to Double Dragon one though, and I will, I I think I, I'll I'll take the the stand of Double Dragon one. The game is actually pretty cool to look at. Um, there is some really weird levels in there. Um, there's some really cool character designs. There's a bunch of people that just like pop out of walls or jump out of things. Oh, let um, me tell you about the walls in that first game. There's no way to get past that wall without getting hurt. It's like there's yep, no algorithm. Yeah. There's it's just random that that wall that hurts that like takes yep. off like half your health. There's there's no strategy. Yeah. It's, all, it's all luck. It's like a slot machine. Yep. I feel like that was most of the game in general. You're uh, trying to punch I, things and you're missing half mm -hmm. the time. <laughs> you, gotta, you have to use the back the back elbow is uh, when you level up in that game. You have to get the back elbow and that can take out most of the uh, other most of the enemies in like one hit i mean that's how everybody fights they fight with a back elbow yeah. <laughs> when it's in real fighting it's like a muay thai <laughs> yeah exactly so i counted um, five I, characters i don't know i counted five characters from the game so there's billy jimmy marion abobo and uh linda who they call Lash in the movie, yep. but in the credit she's Linda Lash, and she's the the enemy in the first game that that carries the whip. Mm -hmm. She's the only female version, uh, female character that you fight in that game. I I believe is that correct, Dad? Yes. Yeah. So I'll go into a little bit about James Yukic. Paul, were you gonna say something? Yeah. The. Fun fact about the lady who plays uh, Linda Lash, she is on a television show called um, General Hospital. Mm -hmm. And wow. I think that if we really want to do some fun stuff here, we should keep track of people who appear in video game movies who also appear in General Hospital. Um, <laughs> because we're going to have like people a common who are going <laughs> to... I, I, you know, I think so. I think that's going to happen. Um, but her name is, um, oh, what is her name again? I can't even think of her name off the I'm, top of my head. I list. didn't even write her name uh, down. Top of my head. Um, she, um, there's a reference I'll, I'll to General Hospital, though. When Marion yeah, beats her up, Wagner. she says, generally, I put people in the hospital. And then at one point when she beats, oh, when she has Marion down, she's like, now who's the boss? Because... 
She was she played Samantha yeah. on Who's the Boss. Oh, re- what? <laughs> I didn't even catch those puns. That's fantastic. um yeah, Alyssa oh, Milano. Yeah. She was on Who's the Boss. She was uh, she played Samantha. I never saw Who's the it's Boss. A... I heard of the show. I really know nothing. I, I, I know knew she was in uh, that witch show, right? Wasn't she charmed in that witch show? Charmed that one. It's that called one. Charmed. That was a yeah, yeah. The the witch show. <laughs> yeah, one of those WB shows. <laughs> yeah. So the director uh, James Yukich, he won a Grammy uh, for best concept video in the '80s. It's a, a Genesis, not the not the game system, but the band. Uh, they released a music video for their song "Land of Confusion." This is one of the most horrifying music videos I've ever seen. These costumes, these they're wearing these, um, it's like a caricature of, I don't know, some television show I've never heard of from the UK. But these things are like horrifying to look at. But he won a Grammy for that. And with these directors that are from like, that have like horrifying United Kingdom stuff. <laughs> like the, the, the last guys who, who made uh, Mario Brothers had that horrifying uh, robot man. The, the Max Headroom. Did I sh- that was Land their claim. Confusion. Did I, did I send you guys the Max Headroom incident? Music video guys. I think you <laughs> yes, did. Yes, you did. Yeah. That, yeah that, that was, oh, yeah, you did. That was terrifying. I remember that now. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I don't know. I, I think Land of Confusion is an awesome music video. It's got like... It picks on Reagan when he was at the end of his pregnant pre- pregnancy of his presidency <laughs> um, when he was um, you know Until suffering about to have from... a baby. <laughs> I think when he was suffering from I think some you know memory issues um, but it's a fantastic music video it's creepy but it's really cool um, yeah Genesis did some really cool stuff with Phil Collins in music videos towards the end of the 80s um and no wonder i hmm. uh, it's super colorful and really cool um and i think that kind of translates over to double dragon immensely especially with bobo but also with just the background colors the art direction of this movie is super power rangery um oh, but really oh, really no awesome doubt. um i love i love it it feels like something straight out of nickelodeon um, it it, it, it feels like yeah, it feels yeah. straight out of a '90s Nickelodeon, especially the Power like, Corps, their uh, their hideout. Yep, it's very. It's, oh, it's yeah. like a set of yes. uh, what the hell is that show? Oh, what is that? Gas. Uh, guts. Guts. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it gas is one of them. Of that was that was a channel. Like that, that's like a defunct uh, channel now. Oh, is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Games and sports. Yeah, I remember that. It definitely looked like it. It, it definitely looked like something from Guts. Um, yeah, and they were definitely going full '90s in this movie. Mm-hmm. A little, actually, I should say a little bit of late '80s because they had like the punk oh, yeah. stuff going on mm-hmm. with the Mohawks and yeah. uh, the post-apocalyptic world. But then mm-hmm. it th- this was kind of a weird movie because there was this focus on a post-apocalyptic world and then you get this like very friendly looking place mm-hmm. with with these little kids in there mm-hmm. which i thought was a little weird but so yeah, director so the director um so you the director he says that um our characters are like normal kids kids they're i think they're all in their late 20s but so three kids on an adventure so we didn't want to make something that kids 
would almost be too afraid to see. Boa Boba was horrifying, by the way. But and he also said, "I like to make it in a funnier, lighthearted vein," which I think it was it was lighthearted. Oh, oh, very much so. Yeah, it was the most lighthearted movie I think I've ever seen in my life. I think it's detrimentally so light lighthearted, considering how this movie opens up with. You know, there's like a, a like a general. I thought it was just like a martial arts tournament right at the beginning, but it turns out to be something much more than a martial arts tournament. It's like a battle of like gangs or whatever. Um, mm. And then it generally opens up to show a post-apocalyptic world in which everything is fucking flooded. Um, the whole world has like succumbed to global warming, and it is eerily similar but completely different direction than super mario brothers right super mario brothers had a world that was post-apocalyptic with no water this one has a post-apocalyptic world that is overrun by water um it's kind of crazy but yeah um it is way more lighthearted than i thought it was going to be from the way that it opened up that's true. I thought it was going to be a very dark movie when I, because I had never seen this movie before, and I was like, "Oh wow, it's going to be like this whole commentary about uh, like global warming and stuff, and it's going to be dark and whatever." And it was nothing, <laughs> no, nothing it's like completely that. Completely different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So in this All, film, most of the gangs were very jokey. So in this yeah. film, the the earthquake destroys Los Angeles, and it now becomes New Angeles. But then when they're going in through the news, they mention all these new cities. They talk about Old York, which is where Madonna yep. broke off her marriage with Tom Arnold. Oh, they talk, oh, yeah. they talk about I, that on the yeah. news. So um, yeah, I, I remember them mentioning that. So I have a list right here of the fake cities. There's New Tokyo City, Pasadena River Basin, Lake Pasadena, New Angeles, the one that takes place in the movie, East Angeles... Um, the Hollywood River is mentioned. It's where the uh, the jet ski scene takes place. And my favorite, yeah. La Canada, which is just La Canada with a tilde above the end. So <laughs> I didn't realize that. That's funny. Uh, oh, I mean, Doug. This, I, I'm glad this, that you found that list. Yeah, that's fantastic. This movie was full was had the most puns I think I've ever heard of in an. <laughs> in any movie ever made and it was fantastic <laughs> so about that so the director hired a comedian named mark brazil he's uncredited but um he was the uh, co-creator of that 70s show so really? i don't know I've, surprising i've watched that show a few times i'm not a fan but i don't know Did, have you guys watched it have, do you see the connection at all no i don't see t- the connection you can kind of see it you can kind of see it. I. I mean, I don't know. I. I don't know. Um, I, I. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know if I see the. Um, the connection only because I feel like most of the jokes in this movie were all dad jokes. <laughs> Just all of them were dad jokes. The one of the funniest ones was the the one where Billy says, "My whole life just flashed before my eyes." Dude, I slept a lot. <laughs> like. <laughs> As I think my favorite is the craziest dad jokes. My favorite is you're weak like your father. You're ugly like your mother. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I love that line. That was good. Yeah. Um, 
And I thought it was funny that Billy was the guy who just pretty much delivered every single joke mm-hmm. in the entire movie. They they made him the point guy to to deliver every joke, which was pretty good. He definitely was not the martial arts I mean, guy. He did not know no. any martial arts. Mark DeCascos was he did all the fight choreography. He was great. He a lot of fun to watch him. Yeah. Do a lot of his uh his kung fu uh his kung fu abilities. Mark DeCascos is actually a pretty good uh fighter. He's he does like pretty good shit here um it really does feel like he could have definitely played a power ranger um at one point like he does some pretty good stuff um yeah i really liked it my one of my favorite scenes in this movie i know we're gonna jump ahead but mark dacascos is like um jumping around and kicking and he kicks directly into the double dragon arcade oh that easter egg oh yeah oh my god yeah yeah it's they couldn't be more obvious Yeah, was, it's just yeah, that awesome. was pretty good. So let's talk about some of the the backdrop to all of this. The gangs that litter the streets here look like something straight out of a Britney Spears music video. Um, <laughs> they are so white and so colorful. Um, their clothing's their clothing is so colorful. They have so much pastel and so much red and so much denim. And like all of these like like interesting one of them is wearing a blossom hat. Like a hat that is very much from the television show Blossom. Um but you can tell that there is some sort of influence from the movie The Warriors here. Oh, definitely. Because they all kind of like move and try to act in the same sort of way as the Warriors, but in a completely silly direction. And it just doesn't – that doesn't work. Warriors was also very – not silly. It was serious, but there's some, like, parts where you just have to laugh because it's so obscene. Um, Double Dragon is just silly and has all of the warrior stuff in it. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I love these gangs. I want these gangs in other movies because um, they're they, just – Those gangs just, were good. So I have a treat for you guys. awesome. I have a list of all the gangs yeah. in this movie. Oh. So, That's good because all I all I recognized was two gangs. So I'm gonna or no, I guess I recognized three. So I'm gonna try to name three of them. Yeah, there I'm was guessing a, there were more. There was there a was scene. The clowns. Yeah, so there was the right? so the clowns, which my one of my favorite scenes is when they uh, when they're driving through the city after the curfew. Uh, Billy yeah. points. It's there are the clowns, and one of the clowns just comes out with like a Mickey Mouse glove and just goes. Bleh, 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 bleh. Hey, clowns! Yeah, <laughs> I like I that too. I remember that specifically, and that's why I remember their names as the clowns. And, and then there's the Mohawks, yeah, right? The Mohawks. Aren't the Mohawks, another game. <laughs> yes, game? that's the one that Boa Bobo is affiliated with, with his with yeah. Little Bobo, his little toady guy. His little, uh... I didn't know if that was actually their gang name, mm-hmm. but uh, so they're the Mohawks. So they're the and then there's there's then there's the other the the what was the name of the the good guy gang? So those are the Power Corps. So they're Corps. not really associated with the other gangs. They're they're the uh, they're the good gang. They're trying to stop the uh, the other gangs from taking over the city. So the so what this there's a truce between the police and the gangs. Where the police, after uh, after curfew, the police just they sh- they shut down completely, and then the gangs just take over the streets, and 
they go around just terrorizing everybody. They they told people to go through. Um, yeah, so the power corps want to stop that. So mm. so we see the Mohawks, we see the clowns, and then later on there's a scene with the uh, the gangnet device. This is where I got the other names. So there are the geeks. Those are the ones who wear the suspenders and the propeller hats. Okay. They're the maniacs who are they're the tattooed ones with the masks. And here, you can definitely tell this is a 90s movie, The Postal Workers. Now, I'm going to explain this. Remember the whole don't go postal thing from the 90s? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I guess back in the late 80s, there was, there was a series of incidents where postal workers shot and killed their fellow employees and also police officers. Mm-hmm. I remember yeah. in Jumanji, there's a joke about it, too. Where, uh, there was a game. There was a whole made... game called Postal. Postal, yeah. yeah. Just just this, yeah. because of this little phenomenon that happened. I did not know that. Yeah. It's Special a, it's delivery. Very... Airmail. <laughs> this guy just jumps on top of him. <laughs> I've never seen a postman move that uh, fast. I... Oh, I laughed so hard at that point. I thought that was awesome. Oh, oh man. That was great. So That was good. Should I go through the cast of everybody? Just to... The cast? What do you mean by the cast? Just like, uh, like what each person was? Yeah, just the, the actors. So the top billed actor in this movie is yeah. Robert Patrick, who plays Kogashuko. Yeah. Who is... Oh, is he the who... yellow-haired guy? Yeah, it's, that's a bad guy. Who is not in the game. Is just recently, recently coming off of, I mean, maybe like two or three years off of the villain in Terminator 2. Yes. Who in Terminator oh, 2 is the right. most he's the T-1000. terrifying. He is the T-1000. Oh, and right. he is terrifying yes. in that movie. And he, Yes. Um, I forgot that was him. Of, I, I knew I recognized him. He comes off of that movie and then goes to this. And it is he is also a villain. But he is so, so unintimidating. Just so... He looks like he is, is in... Like... He looks like he just bought clothing from, uh, like, Burlington Coat Factory at, for, like, two sizes too big. Like, he's just, like, swimming in his clothes. Um, That's true. And he's got that hair. It's just so That bad. they comment oh, on. <laughs> oh, yeah. He looks like Ice-T. Uh, not Ice-T. Um, Vanilla Ice. I really enjoyed him as a villain, though, because I, I thought he was the best cheesy villain I think he did oh, better so than uh, than Koopa did. Um, I think so too. Yes, it, just because I think Koopa was so robotic, mm-hmm. and um, he was just like this guy was just rolling. He knew the movie was bad, and he's just like, "I'm rolling with it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be as goofy as, as a bad guy as I can be." And he he did really. It's well. quite, it's quite obvious that this was a director who has ne- had not directed talking actors before um because they, i mean he basically did music videos up until this point right and so you didn't really have to like direct a script or coach somebody on how to say this line or what to do and so instead you just had to like shoot the shot kind of position everybody in a pretty way and then move on in this movie he has a couple really good talented actors right like um, mm-hmm. The guy who plays Kokoshuko, um, he has Mark 
uh, Dacascos, who is a really good martial artist and actually a pretty good actor. Um, Alyssa Milano is just coming off of um, her star is like pretty much rising at this time. She's like almost going to be right. a, a superstar. Um, and they're all actually talented actors. And he has no idea what to do with them. And the script doesn't really play well. So it's just so sad to watch these really talented actors kind of devolve into this comedic performance. Um, it's very funny at times, I think... but also kind of sad. <laughs> it's better than devolving into Goombas. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it, it honestly, just watching it made it feel like the actors were actually having fun with the movie. Definitely. Whereas, like Mario, it didn't look like they were really having that great uh, of a time. Not at all. <laughs> so I would agree with that. The, and you're right about like uh, the delivery of the lines. It did seem like the director didn't know how to make the actors deliver the lines. Because most of the time, when, when uh, at least when Billy said a joke, there was, like, no response to the joke at all. It was just no. like, I'm going to say this joke. And no one, no one responded at all. Something I noticed about this. Relevant to what he said. Something I noticed about this movie, there was a lot of ADR. There, there's a lot of speech with mouths not moving in this movie, if you've noticed. Yeah. Like, there's a yeah. scene. Remember yes. when the, when uh, little Abobo gets stabbed and he gets, like, poked in the eye with a broom handle? Uh, what? I wanted to talk about that because... <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> I loved that he goes, I can see you. And no, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, so I actually, I really enjoyed that because I, I know a lot of movies have that point where you like, you have this person who's like looking through a hole. Mm -hmm. And I've always been like, why don't you just poke that guy's eye? <laughs> why are you creeped out by this person like looking at you? And that's what they do in this movie. They're just like, I'm just going to poke your eye, which was really good. Yeah, so when, when that scene happened, one of the other gang members like grabs onto him and just says, oh, hold on to me. Hold on to me. It's okay. And when he's saying that line, his mouth does not move at all. And also there's a scene where Alyssa Milano's little brother which is actually her little brother in real life, Corey Milano. He's uh, playing like a he's playing a virtual reality game, like a virtual roller coaster. He puts his hands up and screams, "Ah!" His mouth is closed. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of really talented people who are in this film too, like um, behind the scenes. Like there are. I don't know if you were going to talk about this, Doug, but, you know, one of the people who is um, one of the producers of this is the same guy. I think it's the producer. Maybe it's one of the writers um, wrote for Batman. Um, oh, Paul Dini. Yes. Series. Yeah. yeah Paul Dini. He's also. Um, yeah. He's the creator of uh, he created Harley Quinn. Yeah, exactly. He created. Harley uh, yeah. I believe he created the character. Huh. That's yep. cool. And he's also he also worked on uh, Tiny Toons. Yeah, exactly. So there's you know there's some pretty talented people in here. There's also um, let me look up the the whole group. Oh yeah, um, the screenplay was done by Peter Gold. Um, mm -hmm. You know Peter Gold from Breaking Bad. Mm -hmm. um, he was the producer of Breaking Bad and Better Call oh, Saul. Oh really? Huh. Um, yeah. Um, you know, there are some people who are even behind the scenes. Like, there is somebody who um, worked on uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, 
who was um, like, you know, I don't think he was doing cinematography, but he was somewhere behind the scenes here. Um, he so there just, are people. Uh, he was, he in... was one of like the stand-in actors. <laughs> exactly, he held the boom. Um, <laughs> definitely held the boom. What a talented guy! <laughs> he played one of the uh, one of the Mohawks. <laughs> but I mean, what I'm saying is like there are actually like pretty good people behind the scenes here trying to make this film, and mm. for some reason it just evolves into hilarity. Um, and it, it bombed in the box office. It costs about ten million dollars to make. Um, Doug, you probably Jeez. know the exact amount. Oh um, yes, it costs right around eight million dollars to make seven point eight, and only mm-hmm. brought in four point two. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so That's it kind of sad. It brought in more than half of what it cost, but still, um, <laughs> it was a flop. That's that's very sad, actually, just because I feel like they made the movie to be this bad. I don't think they were trying to make some masterpiece or anything like that. Um, Where some of these movies, video game movies that actually are bad, I feel like the director might have been trying. But I think this director was actually trying to make a goofy movie. Um, I think that was Disney. (laughs) A goofy movie? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Doug's pretty well, good. Well, it's on point with this, watch this, out. <laughs> this movie. <laughs> so I have so, a question for you guys. Yes. Do, do you think that the, how much do you think that this movie was influenced by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Um, because in my opinion, I think I that this think is a was. clear, you don't think so? Um, <laughs> no, I, I think, think it was, a, I think it was Power Rangers influence. I agree. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. I think this is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie mixed with some Power Rangers in it. Um, that's what this feels like to me. Oh, I see. Um, okay, I could I could see the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with that darker aspect of it. I could definitely see that. I can see but all the corniness. To me, is straight from freaking Power Rangers. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has some really awesome, good, corny lines in that movie. Um, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I could see a lot of RoboCop in here too, because they have um, yeah. they have a like a phony commercial for for Jack City, because um, mm, buildings yeah, collapse because yeah. they they have aftershocks, which they have yeah. Um, yeah. a little a little person um, hop up on a on a jack to jack up the roof. So they have this commercial yeah. for Jack City, like straight out of something out of like something out of RoboCop, and then they have. Um, a yep. fake news station with, uh, like you said, George Hamilton and Vanna White as the anchors, and then Andy Dick doing the weather. And did you notice yeah, the, I, yep. the channel, the, uh, the the number of the channel? No. 69. 69. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was 69. Uh, nice. Right. I, did, I did notice that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, 69. <laughs> um, which leads me to think, this movie has a lot of satire that is trying to be, like, really written into it it's trying to be this like very biting movie about um you know pollution and global warming and you know um gang violence things things of that nature and it i don't know what happened here but nothing (laughs) it, it has no teeth to its bite it just does not grip 
Um, you're you're right. you're spot on. Like I, I was surprised on that too. Like it had a lot of good like meaningful themes that they were going off of. Um, that they could have definitely uh, had make a meaning of of some sort had some sort of meaning behind it but it didn't have any meaning at all they didn't really no they just made it so goofy that it almost just whatever they were trying whatever message they were trying to put forward just didn't hit yeah, the, at all the message about yeah, gangs that. just fails when you have the gangs who are when you have clowns and mailmen and people with silly mohawks running around it's you know they didn't seem evil at all like <laughs> if those gangs were in my town that's cool I'm, I'm all right with those gangs they seem nice <laughs> yeah and the same thing with like if you don't if you just mention global warming but don't do anything about it it like it has no bearing on the movie other than to have a really cool jet ski scene uh well oh, yeah and and they were extremely lighthearted about it. Like even the weatherman's yeah. like, oh yeah, it's 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 gonna be like I forget what he says, but there's like some like terrible weather forecast. And he's just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You have to you have to stay near your smog yeah. fan, right? But if you yeah, don't have a smog yeah. fan, get a job. Sorry, yeah, a comedy from just... <laughs> Andy Dick there. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was very lighthearted, which was uh, interesting with the message that you think that they were trying to at least portray you think they would have been more serious about those aspects i didn't mind that they yeah. weren't but it was it was still surprising so um the boat uh the boat scene you were mentioning so um there's a lot of issues with this scene it was filmed in the uh cuyahoga river i mean Cu- uh, cuyahoga river in ohio and there was an explosion used uh 700 gallons of gasoline combined with 200 gallons of alcohol, which is probably what we ought to go through to watch this movie. Um, so the warning was broadcasted on local news um, the night before, but I guess not a lot of, I guess not enough people were watching the news and um, caused residents um, of the nearby city to panic, and it led to 210 phone calls to emergency uh, services for over 10 minutes. That's not that many. But really? Can you imagine how badly that, that river is probably polluted now? Even oh even God. 26 oh, years later? Oh, I believe it. Most of Ohio is a little bit polluted. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> not really. <laughs> yeah, th- that awesome scene with all the jet skis and the boat. I, you know, I, my wife is not a huge fan of chase scenes in general. And so we were sitting what? watching this together and she's like, oh, my God, no, 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 the chase scene. And then about halfway through that chase scene, she's like, this is pretty good, actually. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. This can isn't we, bad. Can uh, we talk about the chase scene with uh, with a Bobo and, uh, uh, the beginning oh, yeah, and uh, a Bobo and a Bobo's son? When I was a kid, when I saw this movie <laughs> when I was a kid, I thought the other, the, the little, like, tiny Bobo, I thought that was his son for some reason. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let me... <laughs> Pull up my notes. For I that. didn't. I didn't think a Bobo could have a son. He was. <laughs> There's a. You know, he's having. He's a steroided like freak who can lift like eight hundred pounds times the weight of a. Yeah, the weight of a man. Yeah, eight hundred. Yeah. So it was crazy. Um, so they, it was. It was. Yeah, he was crazy. I don't know. Did they ever explain why he was so jacked? up and became they said he was a blob 
It was from the steroids. Like, he turned Shuko, into Shuko put him into to some machine, which is a really unintentionally funny scene. When he when he um introduce when he says Abobo, come here. What's up, chicken butt? <laughs> and he he has like this uh this pod thing he puts him in. The camera just zooms in on Abobo going, ah, it kind of reminds me of uh, that scene in Troll 2. The, oh my god, they're eating yeah. her. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> so when they're, they kind of do like a Google search back in um, the futuristic world of 2007 in their cars. And they pull up uh, Bobo Bobo's picture. And... By the way, his picture is like a gif of him going, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha just over and over <laughs> again. Um, so it, give, it says he's an expert in uh, Sagalian karate, which I don't even know what I, that is. I'm going to guess Steven Seagal. It's, oh, he, yeah. he bent, that's probably it, actually. He bench presses 800 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 26 years old, which makes me feel very old. And his height and his weight is in kilograms, but converted into the measurement we use, he's seven feet tall and weighs 280 pounds. That's pretty light for a seven foot tall person. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. It's like an NBA player. And that guy's like the size of like a football player. For his built, that guy is supposed to be. He can lift 800 pounds, yet he's only 280 pounds and he's seven feet tall. (laughs) Holy crap. It's like super light. That's crazy. Um... No, I, I, so you, we're going to be talking about this chase scene, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I just got to say, I really like the concept of the car that Billy and Jimmy are driving in, where they have to like feed it. Like, yeah, I think that's train. cool. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. It reminds me of the cool Back to the Future idea. car a little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The, yep. Fueled it, with it recycling and all that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And then he throws the cheese whiz in there and explodes. <laughs> that was really cool. And so when they're at the end of the chase scene, this scene always this scene made me laugh as a kid too. Um, so a Bobo and his son are in the uh, the car with they have their truck has teeth. It's like a monster truck, literally. Mm-hmm. And they're about to crash into a wall, and the camera just zooms in on them. It's just them going ah ah. It's like Wayne's World. That scene, we're like extreme close up. It's like that scene, but it ends with the uh, the little Abobo. His entire his lips like take over the entire screen, and he's like, "Whoa!" And you're yeah. like, "What the hell is that?" It looks like it looks like you know the intros to the Rugrats. Remember those where they just show yes. like the inside of someone's mouth? That's what that reminded me of. Yes, yeah, I I agree. I thought that was hilarious too. I I I had never actually seen something like that before, <laughs> and I thought it was amazing. <laughs> Makes me laugh just thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, there's some fantastic, like, opening scenes to this movie. Well, not opening, but, like, the first, I don't know, 30 minutes of this movie have some really, like, crazy, funny scenes. But also, the first introduction of um, the car, and I can't think of her name, um, the person who, oh, uh, Satori? Satori, is it, yes. Is it Satori? Satori. Yes. So Satori is like in the backseat talking to them about a bunch of stuff and 
um, Bobo comes up and is like, you got to pay the toll or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> and that whole scene, if you look at the background, the background to that scene is actually pretty awesome. Um, it's like, you know, a bunch of like closed down buildings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it looks like something straight out of um, Tim Burton's Batman. It's really mm-hmm. cool, really huh. well shot. Oh, yeah. A really interesting scene, uh, I, like really interesting colors. There's some awesome depth to it. Um, I was like, this is a, this is going to be a banging movie. This is going to be a banging movie. Um, it was a different kind of banging movie, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like the setting changed as the movie went on. It went from yeah. super dark like that to super light towards the end yeah. of the movie. Um, I, I don't know if that was intentional because the, the heroes were winning, but um, you know, I thought that was interesting. I expected it to be a fully dark movie from those first scenes but this this movie also i feel like had a little inspiration from home alone because as we know mark dacascos is um an expert in martial arts but scott wolf is not so scott wolf when he would fight the uh the villains he would use um curtains basketballs gumballs and traffic cones he he'd do like a bugs bunny look over there what and then he'd run away or do something like that I like how yeah. before he used the gumballs, he goes, anybody want some gum? <laughs> <laughs> he throws like the he, he. Oh, yeah. Speaking of dad jokes. <laughs> he said it so casually. Speaking of dad jokes, one of the henchmen, uh, Huey and it's Huey and Lewis, by the way, for those fans of Huey and Lewis in the news. <laughs> that's the name of the those are the names of the henchmen. He closes one of their ponytails in a suitcase and he says, what a head case. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. there were I, I there were a that. lot of good lines like that. There was another one where, uh, um, I think either Billy or Jimmy said this, and someone said, "There's a reason it's called martial arts, not martial science." <laughs> 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 I thought that was that was pretty great. Um, In a lot of the promotional images, you can. You can look at Scott Wolf and Billy um, Billy DeCascos, um, Mark DeCascos, um, and you'll see the two of them doing um, martial arts poses. And um, Scott Wolf just looks like he is has no idea what he's doing in all of these promotional uh, images. And I'll send one it's over to Doug didn't. right now so that we can include it in the show notes. But there's one where Mark DeCascos has this like really awesome pose um where he looks like he's from uh, doing a power rangers pose and uh, scott wolf just looks like he's holding up his hands like oh, i don't know <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty fantastic um, we can we can add that as the icon for this episode if you want. oh that'll be that perfect pretty good yeah there i i wish i wrote all the lines that i really liked that it was i was writing a bunch of them down um, but there was just so many that it was just hard to write every single, you pretty much had to write almost every line from the movie down just to capture every single cheesy line that was said. Oh. But what are, what are the ones I like? One of the ones I like from Scott Wolf, uh, when they're in the, uh, the, the Hollywood river, when the Shuko's men think that they're dead, they emerge from the water and, uh, Billy says, this this water should have a seat and a lid over it, and don't get it in your mouth. If you do, you get diarrhea for a week, and all your hair falls out. <laughs> poop, poop jokes. A weird joke. Yeah, there's there's poop jokes in this one. <laughs> that was a 
That was like a super thought out joke too. <laughs> Someone must have thought it. It's a long one. Yeah, some of the jokes there's there's a there's a fart jo- a Bobo farts in one scene where uh, Miriam's Miriam's torturing him with spinach. Yes, I, that I, I actually wanted to ask. I, I, I didn't study that. I said that torturing him. torturing him with spinach in a funnel. Why? She's a. Uh, Why is she using spinach to torture him? I don't know, but he she makes he farts a lot. Which is just I do remember oof. that he farts and burps yeah throughout that whole scene but I I never understood why she was feeding him spinach to torture him it was weird and there's a very weird thing also about Boa Bobo I can't hear like I can't hear a word this guy says he just kind of mumbles no. he's like no the last scene I'm he so glad uh, you said something <laughs> In the last, one of the last scenes, and towards the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, there's a scene where I had to put the closed captioning on because I didn't know what he was saying. He just, he goes, Marion! I was like, what? The what? And then I, he says, he says, hates the lights. Oh, yeah, no, I, I turned on uh, my closed captioning too for that last part because I thought the same thing. I was like, I have no idea what the hell he just said. I was pretty sure he said something about the lights because I remember earlier on that the guy didn't like the lights for some reason. Um, but yeah, he was totally inaudible. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that image is pretty good. <laughs> so Paul just sent us the image he was talking about earlier and my God, he's right. Scott Wolf totally looks like he, he his his face like even his face his eyes are just like I don't know if I'm I don't even know how to picture. do karate I don't know what <laughs> what karate is um, this guy knows how to do it I don't so here we go it barely looks like him from the movie to be honest it looks like a different person it, it's not it great. looks like an it's older guy. <laughs> Are you sure this isn't a different actor, a stand-in for him? <laughs> oh, it definitely is. Oh. He's got such a confused look on his face. So, I have another question. Who are the two guys at the end? Those are the henchmen. Who... That's Huey and Lewis. Yes. Those were the yep. henchmen. And one of them, I oh, noticed, man. he one of them plays uh, Genghis Khan in uh, Bill and Ted. Yep. Okay. I did recognize them, but... From, or I recognize one of them from something, so that makes sense. And they don't speak; they only speak in the uh, the final scene of the movie, and they have uh, like stereotypical like Jewish accents. Because yeah, they cause did. That's, yeah, because that's funny, I guess. I like, oh, that know. schmuck! What a putz! Yeah, you screwed up. Yeah, you fucked your dad. We'll never work in this town again. Should've been the dragon. I can't swim. How can I find the medallion? Now we're finished. It's over. Now what do we do? Maybe Olympic skater. Yeah, we should think about the future. And they, they're holding signs saying we'll hench for food. It was a very strange joke to have at the end. The other the other weird part about the ending is when they actually drive away with uh, Boa Bobo. <laughs> and um, Jimmy and Marion are like, oh, we're finally alone without Billy. And they seem all calm. like, And they're, they're fine with Boa Bobo driving. But then suddenly Billy appears behind them. <laughs> and... 
then and they just screaming. all scream. Yeah, because I think they uh, they thought that Billy possessed a Bobo because they had the double dragon power. So they they thought that Billy like was inside a Bobo pretending to be a Bobo. But Billy oh. Billy isn't even the possessor guy though. Jimmy yeah, is. yeah, Jimmy I was thinking that. Possessor. Did they like switch? Did they switch medallions in one scene? <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what they were thinking. Is that he he possessed him? But it wouldn't make any sense because because Billy's the body and. <laughs> And uh, Jimmy's the spirit. It was such a weird end scene. I had no idea what was going on. I and just, uh, Shuko. So when... about, yeah, the, we have to talk about how bad the um, the uh, CGI is for that specific kind of possession. Whenever Robert Patrick activates that medallion and it turns into like a shadow or whatever it is and goes around, it's probably <laughs> this guy played liquid it like a liquid person in terminator 2 and in this he turns into just this like flat co- cardboard <laughs> shadow thing it's like paper mario it's years later from terminator 2 and it's so much worse cgi it's terrible cgi compared to terminator 2 um it's so bad just terrible that's true just that cgi was unbelievably awful, awful 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 it's so funny i forgot it was it just like too. a piece of paper do, do you remember when he turns to he when his shadow chokes michael berryman yeah. so michael do you guys know michael berryman he's in all his horror movies he plays uh he played pluto in the uh the hills have eyes he's the ball he has the alopecia he's bald he has no eyebrows yes 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 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so the scene where he was the he he's was the maniac a bunch of mad max movies yeah oh he was in mad max i think so um the What's his name again? Maybe? Michael Berryman. Yeah, I, I've seen that guy in a ton of a ton of things, mostly horror movies. But his uh, so Shuko's shadow chokes his shadow, and his, his shadow just looks—it's just like a cartoon. It looks so bad. <laughs> oh, yeah, the terrible. CGI was whatever that ten million dollars went to. It wasn't to the CGI. It must have been to these cameo actors that. <laughs> Andy Dick and Vanna White or something. But who is George Hamilton? Did not... <laughs> Paul, do you know who George? You said t- you said George Hamilton. I I was looking him up on IMDb. I don't. I didn't recognize anything he was in. He was in some movie called Zorro the Gay Blade. That's his uh, his Hamilton, number one. He, he used to do, um, way 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 back when. He is really n- well known for like, just being very swanky um, and sophisticated. Um, but he used to do, I'm pretty sure like television appearances and was a, um, like a presenter for things. I'm not entirely sure what he's famous for, but I don't remember him from much from many movies. Um, but I do remember him being like, he would be on like television or on a commercial doing something or other and that's how he got famous um yeah i think he was in like a like a ritz commercial once like for crackers i was like oh that's the guy from double yeah. dragon yeah i mean i i don't know it's it just a bunch of weird stuff um he yeah he is just like i, I don't know he's always suntanned he, they- he always has like a really like beautiful style and so he's just that's what he's known for um but other than that i have no idea um yeah 
Yeah, I've seen him definitely in a bunch of things before. But yeah, I don't I I can't pinpoint exactly what he's Yes, I thought I knew part him. Of. I thought I knew him too, but I was just like going I through. I recognize his face, but then when I look through his filmography, I don't recognize pretty much I I think he was in commercials. I think maybe that's what we might recognize him from. Mm-hmm. Um but he's definitely in a lot of older movies. A lot of older movies I've never heard of. He's like a mom and dad actor. Yeah. Yeah, pretty mom much. And, mom and dad's movies. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a mom and dad B movie actor that is very recognizable by by people. But, I mean, all those people were kind of B list people. Vanna White. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then uh, everybody knows who she is, mm-hmm. obviously. And Andy Dick's pretty notable but he's definitely like a more of a b-list type person but he's he's well known d-list if you were to ask people who andy dick was who were born after 1990s or whatever they wouldn't know who he was good he was only he was only really (laughs) notable in the 90s he had a show good (laughs) yeah no one should know who he is he had that show on mtv uh it was like a Tom Green type show. Yeah. I thought it was the Andy Dick show. I think that's yeah, what it was called, did. yeah. Yeah, it was called the Andy Dick show. I remember hating it. I remember people liking it, and I remember watching it, and I was like, why do people like this show? It's terrible. It was just, it was too similar to, to Tom Green. It was. Andy Dick Tom is... Tom Green was it, already crazy. I, I Not many people, it may not be substantiated or true, but... Andy Dick is like partially responsible for, um, oh, what's his name, Doug, the the SNL um, comedian who was killed by his wife, Phil um, Hartman. Um, Phil, yeah, Phil Hartman. Phil yeah, Hartman. Andy Dick is like uh, apparently, and this is quote unquote. Who knows if it's true, but he's responsible for getting Phil Hartman's wife back on drugs and Phil Hartman's wife ended up oh, killing geez. Phil Hartman because of that whole thing. Hmm. There's a whole different, um, very, very like weird exchange about it. Um, that, you know, we'll provide links to if you want to dive into it. But, um, yeah, that's why some people don't like Andy Dick. Um, oh, then I don't feel yeah, bad. Yeah, uh, I never knew why people didn't like him. I just didn't like him because I didn't think he was very funny. Yeah, same here. But I don't feel bad now. Yeah, knowing that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think John Lovitz is the person who like consistently brings it up. Anyway, let's move on to fun, more fun things. Andy <laughs> Dick kills this Phil great movie. <laughs> Jeez. Um. So what? What else do you guys? Do you guys have anything else that? Is that you wanted to talk about? So, um, this movie? The, so we'll have to talk about the music. Um, one thing about the music, it's yeah. just very simple, very forgettable music. But um, the one scene when they're in when they're in the junkyard, there's a scene where they're in the junkyard uh, fighting all the gangs. And this is the strangest thing in a music score I've ever heard. the The music stops. Billy and Jimmy get they get split up, and then they they just kind of they meet up again, and the music the music stops. And then goes, <laughs> and then starts again. The music burps. I've never heard that in the film before. I might actually uh, remember that in the movie. 
I'd have Doug, to see it again, but I do remember something. I thought it was some person who made that noise. <laughs> I didn't know it was the music. Yeah, the music it, it, the music whistles a lot too. It's like this weird western whistle you hear a lot. I don't I I barely remember <laughs> the music because it was just maybe it just blended so nicely with the film that it just I I just don't remember it even being there. But I figured I I felt like it had more I thought it had like a 90s tone to it, but I don't even, oh, like I said, I don't even remember yeah, it. Just a lot, of, a lot of percussion. <laughs> huh. So one of the things I do want to talk about, about Double Dragon and the soundtrack is that um, this is one of, if you buy the actual soundtrack, this is one of the first films, this is one of the first things um, that ever features Coolio um, on it because Coolio... Um, actually didn't write a song i don't know if he wrote the song for the double dragon film um but it's featured on the soundtrack and it's the one of the first time coolio was ever featured in a major studio album um he would later release his first studio album it takes a thief later in the year i think um Mm. so it's the first time does, is, does is his crazy. song play in the mall when all the uh, all the skaters are skating around in uh, when they're in Shuko's building, which is a shopping mall for some reason? Is that I think that's is that Coolio playing? I think so. Um, the Coolio song is. Let me look it up real quick. Um, I'm trying to listen to that one piece of the soundtrack that. Doug was talking about because I I feel like I remember it. <laughs> we'll have to yeah, we'll have to put. I, I totally thought it was I I remember thinking it wasn't a part of the song because it was just so crazy out of place. <laughs> and the Coolio song is I remember, and it was you know it was featured on It Takes a Thief, but the first time it was actually. Um, on an album was on the Double Dragon soundtrack. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah. Crazy. Hmm. Okay, good. I'm sorry. I'm trying to listen to that. Oh, this is the Hollywood scene. I th- Oh, yeah. It's oh, it is very westerny. It's, yeah, it's like, like that, that whistle sound. Very westerny. I didn't even notice that. That is like, it's like eighties westerny. <laughs> it's I, that's the only way I can like place it. It's got like this, <laughs> but it sounds very westerny. Yeah, a lot, a lot of wailing guitars. I'm gonna have to listen to that soundtrack just to pay attention to what was actually going on because I I didn't even think about listening to it at all in the background it's the scene where they're when they're in the junkyard like right off when they're getting chased off that uh, abandoned bus and like they meet up again that's when that's when it plays hmm yeah i'm gonna have to listen to see this is the craziest music video i <laughs> the thing. so just so get Paul ready just sent uh this the yep. coolio i remember song and you just need to watch the music video. Things start like flying off of his hand. Right, let me look hats up. fly off people just magically. 
So I mean, it's very I, weird video. Guys, how do you rank this one? Because in, so, in my opinion, this is so much more enjoyable than Super Mario Brothers. Um, oh, I I like this movie. I would and bounds more enjoyable. Like I I found it a very so I watched Super Mario Brothers over the course of two nights because one night I just barely I couldn't even get through it. It was just so daunting for me to watch that movie for some reason just because I felt like no one was into making that movie. It was so bad. But this, I actually enjoyed watching um, from start to finish. And when we're giving these ratings, are we rating them against like regular movies or are we rating them like we're, we're, as we're, we're, a we're video rating, game movie? We're rating them on a curve. Like Super Mario Brothers, I gave a six. This one, I'd give a 6.5. Sound fair? Maybe 6.3, maybe? Yeah. I think that's a little bit low. Seven? I, no, I, I think seven's I, I too think high, though. <laughs> well, that's if you're, rating, if you're rating them against other movies, then, yeah, I'm going to give it, like, a six or something, but I would give Mario Brothers, like, a four, maybe a three, because I just hated it. But um, if I'm rating it on the scale of, like, video game movies, I'd say it's pretty high. Like, it's... I'd say it's like an eight or a nine because I actually enjoyed watching this movie, which most video game movies I've seen, I haven't really enjoyed. So yeah, I I I would give this. This is a solid seven, seven and a half for me. I I I kind of liked it a lot. I thought it was, um, even though it's both like a critical and financial failure. I thought it was a pretty fun movie. I would have totally gone to the movie theaters to see this movie. Um, it's decent. It's fine. Um, and, you know, as a person who loves Power Rangers, um, it is a pretty, it's a pretty fun, fun movie. So, yeah. It, um, it definitely made me feel nostalgic for that particular reason you just mentioned. For... Yeah power rangers because i was just like this this is this is power rangers it feels so much like it i mean it even has boa bobo is almost like a power rangers villain he is i I didn't even think about that he is that that when i saw him yeah so doug posted a picture before we watched before (laughs) paul or i watched the movie and I was like, who is this character? <laughs> and to me, I thought it was someone from Power Rangers just because it looks like a character from Power Rangers. So yep. he kind of talks like a character from Power Rangers. <laughs> like, from Power... Like, like they all had stupid voices too, I remember. <laughs> oh, their <laughs> voices Power are Rangers, on, they their voices are unbearable voices. on Power Rangers. Some of them were. Hey, Rita! <laughs> yeah, her henchmen were really bad. Even her voice oh. was pretty <laughs> comical. Goldar has the best voice. I don't know what you're talking about. Goldar. <laughs> <laughs> With any luck, things will return to normal around here. Oh, so one one thing I want to bring up. This movie is rated PG-13, and I do not know why. There's no blood. There's no swearing they, they almost say shit he said it but then they both there's two there's two lines in the movie no, where he they, does say shit said it. but no he but they go shit. you said it i don't think he fully That's does true. he fully say shit 
You said it. No, he d no, he does fully say it the second time. Oh, he does. Yeah, the first time, the first time you're right, they get cut off. Oh sh! You then, said it. Yeah, because they're like, oh sh, and then he says, you said it, but then later on, he says, um, he says the full shit. You said it. He says, oh shit. You said it. You said like, it. You said it. And then they punch him or whatever. But um, I. But if it's just for that shit, said it. that one curse word. I think you can have a, you can have at least one shit said it. in a PG movie. But back then you could. I don't know, like, man. I, I, I think it, you can have one. Not... Oh no, you can only have one fuck in a PG thirteen. There was a fuck in big. A... In big, they say fuck, and that's PG. There's a scene I, yeah. where the kid goes, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" Oh, and big? Yeah. And it's PG-13? Okay, well, maybe it's only... I th yeah, it's only one. It's one fuck allowed. Mm -hmm. Two means you're rated R. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say, Paul? Have a, they did have a situation where they, like, sexualized Alyssa Milano a couple of times. Or they're still uh, in her ass. But in all ex yeah, exactly. So, but other than that, I don't know. Um, doesn't feel like there's really any reason to have this not be a PG movie. Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's um, the fighting. Maybe it's the violence. Yeah, but Maybe Ninja Turtles. There's no blood. There's I'd say no the violence is on the same. It's on the same scale as Ninja Turtles because there's there's fighting in that the same type of fighting without blood, and that's PG. Well, usually if you look up the rating, mm -hmm. it usually tells you why. Uh, yeah, this one I couldn't find anything. It didn't even say. No. It's just like sorry, the movie was. Not very good, so we're just going to give it a PG. We don't want anyone under the age of 13 seeing this movie because it sucks. <laughs> Maybe because the game? Maybe the game is... Yeah, the game should have been rated. like rated M. I mean, a woman gets punched in the stomach. Yeah, and... maybe the game is rated higher, so they're just like, let's make the movie a higher age. Maybe that's what... It... But they didn't have game ratings, I don't think, back then. 90... Game ratings 94, like I don't think so. Late 90s thing. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. That that is weird. I would not have expected this movie to be PG thirteen. There's got to be something in it that we're missing. Speaking of game ratings, shit. Yeah, speaking of game ratings, I I can't wait to talk about that with Mortal Kombat. We're gonna we're probably gonna get into the uh, the parents television council and all that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be that's fun. gonna be a part of that. Um, and I'm excited for that movie. It's uh, I I sent something to. Paul and Doug today so, uh, on Reddit it it popped up as a notification for me and they said that it's the best or there was an article that said it's the best uh, video game movie. I agree. So well, We're going to have to wait one more week in order to do it because next week is Street Fighter which yeah. is came out almost one month after Double Dragon in the same year. Really? Which is crazy. Double Dragon came that out in nice. November of 1994, and Street Fighter came out in December of 1994. Yeah. And you mentioned a lot of talented people in this movie. I, I think Street Fighter might have even more talented people. Maybe not. Maybe it's just John Clark. Cla oh, Raul Julia. He's a really... Yeah, that person. I don't know who that is, but... Who is that? <laughs> well, I know him as Gomez Adams. From the oh, Adam Sandler movies, oh, okay. but um, all right, I stand corrected. I like that. he's in a lot of very like, like prestige Sandler. films that I've never seen. No, I like I like him as an actor. 
Um, but who does he play in that? He's an M. Bison. Oh, he is M. Yeah. Bison. I thought there's a ton of really John, good actors oh, no, in Street Fighter Van Damme the movie. Also, yeah, Australian I mean, pop star Kylie Minogue is in that movie. I was just going to say, maybe not super talented, but definitely in it. Kylie Minogue. Uh, um, uh, Migna Wen, um, who it plays Chung Lee, but who is also in like a ton of other really good movies. She's in Mulan. She's in Agent, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. So she was in Eureka for a very long time. She's in a lot of new um, stuff. Uh, interesting. So, who, who, yeah, what's her I, name? I, I even think she was in Spawn. She might have been. I thought she was in Spawn. I don't know if I what's her am name? misremembering that. Ming Na Wen. Oh, she was in the television series. Yeah. Yeah, she played Mulan. So, uh, yeah. She, yeah, she was the voice in the cartoon. Oh, one more thing I want to talk about with uh, a Bobo. There's a scene where he's about to masturbate. Did you guys catch that? Oh, yeah, yes. Yep. He's in the bathroom, yeah. and he, he finds a picture of a, of a sexy lady. He's like, oh, ho, ho, ho. But then he uh, he stops himself because he realizes he's ugly. He looks Maybe in the... that's the PG-13? Maybe. But that seems a little bit uh, far-fetched there, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know if a kid would have gotten that. Yeah, it's... So, oh. I don't know. Also, well, um... Overall, pretty good movie. Yeah. Um, and I think we have, uh, I think they, I think they start to get better for a little bit and then they just suddenly just fall again. But I think for I, a little bit we we might see some better ones. Maybe street fire. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. Maybe street fires, just a pile of, pile of turds, but yeah, wing commander. This will be, be my third time seeing street fighter, the movie coming up. And I will tell you, I think it's better. I think it's a lot better. Um, then Double Dragon. You think Super it's Mario bad? Brothers. Yeah, okay. I think it's a lot better. I think Mortal Kombat is better than all of them. The second Mortal Kombat movie is complete disaster. But oh, it's it's gonna I'm be really so much fun talking about that. Fighter. Oh yeah, it's gonna be really great. I think I'm really excited to talk about Street Fighter. I think Jean Claude Van Damme does a terrible great job. Um, just a just a <laughs> god awful awesome job. Um, Doesn't he I, always? And I, Oh, it's just a it's just one of the worst best performances in a video game movie. I love it so much. Oh. Um I'm so. super excited. I've Get never ready. I I I think I've seen maybe 10 minutes of Street Fighter when it was on TV once, so I'm excited. I I think Bloodsport which is one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's best movies. I think Bloodsport is just a phenomenal movie and every time that I watch um, Street Fighter, I think how far this man has fallen to greatness. <laughs> just fell so far into awesome status. And this is a, it's just a really awesome movie. So let's get ready. Um, All right, cool. I'm excited. All uh, right, anything else you guys want to say? Um, just one thing. So after this movie came out in uh, so in 1995, there was a game sort of based on the movie. Oh, that's right. For, for the Neo Geo. Um, so it was supposed to be based on the movie, meaning it used still images in the background, like right out of Microsoft Paint. But one, one of the levels, you just see a Bobo, and then you see Shuko, and then you see Billy and Jimmy in their fighting poses. Uh, at the beginning, there's like a really low-resolution FMV uh, cutscene. 
Um, like some of the levels from the some of the uh, levels are based on the movie. Like the Power Corps hideout is in there. The uh, Hollywood River is in there. Shuko is actually in this game, looking like Doctor Strange, looking nothing like Robert Patrick's character. And it's just a <laughs> Street Fighter clone. It's just it does that. Zo- it does that. Um, it zooms in and out, kind of like I, was, I think it's King oh. of Fighters does that. Oh. But there, there's Shuriyuken. Yeah, they do that. There's like Hadoukens and like Shuriyukens and all that. It's ripped straight from Street Fighter. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. There was a lot of those. My, like ninety percent of fighting games are that, yeah. which is kind of sad, but. It yeah, looks like I, a, I didn't know they had a double dragon game like that. Yeah, so it looks fun, but you'd probably just wish you'd been playing Street Fighter. Well, that, or that, that might be a last you were just on my playing, list of games to play. <laughs> you you wish you were just playing Battletoads Double Dragon, um, oh, because that good. I still think of all the the Double Dragon games, Battletoads Double Dragon was pretty awesome. Um, it was pretty good. I agree. So do you, best one. Do you guys? That's one. That was because of the Battletoads, not because of the Double Dragons. Also, it's a Rare game um, produced by Rare. Is it? Uh, oh, oh it's made by, by Rare. rare. Yep. I thought you might. It's Rare it's game. It's probably a Rare game, too. I got it. <laughs> oh, did you guys have... It's worth it $400. Is a rare game now. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember the cartoon? The Double Dragon cartoon from September of 93 to... What did I, what did I write here? September of 93 to December of 94. I'm surprised it really... I went, barely no. remember the game. I don't remember the show. It was a really bad cartoon, and uh, it's, it's all on YouTube. No one cares about this thing. It's on YouTube, and it is unwatchable. It's awful. It can't be as bad as the Zelda cartoon. Excuse maybe that's a, me. Maybe that's a different podcast where we talk about very awful animated <laughs> video game shows. Cause there was I remember the Double Dragon the cartoon um, very much. Do you remember it? Yeah, it was on very early in the morning, and I remember the intro, the main theme to it, um, which also, if you, uh, and I'll, I just posted it to the message board, and we'll post it in the show notes, but there is a very specific um, scene in the intro where it looks like a Bobo is driving a monster truck and they have they reenact the double dragon movie scene where they scream um so you'll see it oh that's pretty good i gotta watch that now i I like that scene a lot if you watch double dragon the movie if you didn't watch it but you want to watch it still after we talked about it watch that scene in that scene only because that was fantastic (laughs) double dragon is on amazon prime for free um and so you can watch it whenever you want to that's how i watched it um and i think street fighter is as well so that's how i watched oh street fighter is too Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure i wonder if uh mortal kombat is that's on netflix right now here i hope they're not as impossible as it was to find freaking mario brothers yeah that i had to get a dvd that one i had to like i had to use this weird vimeo thing and then um, after I did it, I, I went to wa- rewatch like another scene after I watched the movie, and it was gone. It was it's like it, it vanished off of Vimeo. <laughs> no one, like, no one wants you to see this movie. Apparently, it's so bad. No one wants you to watch it. But 
Anything else, you guys? No, I think, I think I've covered. It. I think I've covered everything that I want to. Cool. Well, uh, with that we will uh, talk to you guys later. Our next, next episode is Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't forget to watch that. Peace. See you later, guys. Bye.